Today, what we're gonna be taking a look at is attachment theory through the lens of psychology and through the lens of scripture. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna see if we can see an overlap between the two or is attachment theory at odds with scripture. The next video, what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be taking a look at how to determine what your attachment style is and then what to do about how to grow that once you know what it is. So let's start out with a standard definition of attachment from a psychological perspective. Attachment from a psychological perspective is first and foremost biological in nature. It's something that's innate. It's something that you're born with. We're born with a sense of tribe. But there are those who started studying the relationship between attachment and spirituality. Going back to 1902, you think about the father of psychology, William James. He actually was studying the variety, examining the variety of religious experience. And in 1969, Bowlby, who is the probably the father of attachment theory, he actually comes up with these different attachment tenets that become the framework for understanding and building upon attachment theory. In the 70s, Ainsworth actually takes what Bowlby founded and builds on it. And then you have in the 80s, late 80s, Hazen and Shaver start to look at the relationship between childhood attachment styles and adult attachment styles. And in my specialty, which is marriage and family therapy, you have Bowen and Susan Johnson, who have also made incredible contributions to attachment theory. When it comes to attachment theory, there are four primary styles. Now, these styles are varied. In other words, there's different permutations for what you would say would be the specific four categories. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give a catch-all description of the four primary attachment styles styles that I actually use in my practice when I'm describing this to my clients. The first one is secure attachment. Secure attachment is when I'm good with togetherness and I'm good with separateness. Anxious attachment is when I'm good with togetherness, but I'm not really good with separateness. Separateness kind of freaks me out. Avoidant attachment style is when I'm good with separateness, but I don't really like togetherness. And then disorganized, this is a category that can kind of be labeled different ones. Disorganized is when I'm not good with togetherness and I'm not good with separateness. We're not just one all the time. There's certain situations that can trigger us into one or the other, but primarily as children, we, we kind of slide into one category. And then over time it can change, but that, that initial attachment style is very important in terms of understanding our relationship with God. Biblical attachment is different. Biblical attachment is not biologically driven, but biblical attachment is covenant driven. Covenant is about two people who have the capacity for relationship, who decide to commit or bond themselves to one another out of a sense of loyalty. And when you look in the scriptures, you see different covenants. You have the Adamic covenant, which is the covenant that God made with Adam. Then you have the Noahic Covenant, and then the Abrahamic Covenant, the Mosaic Covenant, the Davidic Covenant, and then finally you have the Everlasting Covenant through Christ. When you look in the scriptures, the, the covenants that we see are actually based in a covenant that you see out of the ancient Near East called a suzerain vassal treaty. And that's kind of what structures, especially when you look at Deuteronomy, it's actually in the form of a, of a treaty. And the treaty is between a vassal, which is someone who doesn't have a lot of power, and someone who's a suzerain, they have a lot of power. And it's about both parties doing their part. And specifically, it's about a covenant with God who's always held up his end of the deal. In other words, God has never defaulted on his side of the covenant. So when we think in terms of covenant, 
what gives us that security or what gives us that felt sense of assurance in terms of being attached isn't a feeling, it's God's integrity. So when you look at merging psychological attachment and biblical attachment and looking at the overlap, the biggest barrier there is really Western dominant culture. And I know a lot of people hear that a lot. Modern psychology built on westernized concepts about individual are being re-examined. And they're also being found to be problematic, partly because of the way that they pathologize or exalt this sense of individual. Even when Bowlby was forming his attachment theory perspective, he had concerns about how Western culture pathologized or made needing people a bad thing. In other words, it pathologized dependency. And it was very concerning, and that's what you continue to see in the research, is that we make needing people a bad thing. The other issue is that Western individualism runs countercultural to biblical attachment. So when we look at how biblical attachment and psychological attachment run together, the reality is, is that culture is actually more of a barrier than the psychological perspective itself. But another key reason that I think people struggle who live in a Western culture with biblical attachment is that people really don't see themselves as a vassal. Again, a vassal is someone who can't protect themselves. When you look in the ancient Near East, it's someone who needed a suzerain, someone who needed a protector, someone who needed a provider. And we work very hard to not need anyone. In fact, in our culture, we moralize need. Needing people is made into a moral issue. It's made into a bad thing which is where you look at a lot of faith communities, discipleship is something that has actually become a trigger word for a lot of people. Discipling or discipleship means that I don't have it figured out or I need help. Need, again, is something that we work very hard to eliminate in our society. I think what's also important is that we look at how churches or faith communities have maybe struggled in understanding attachment style. I first wanna say that the American church has embraced Western concepts of individualism as much as anyone. American churches adopted that frontier culture as America grew and went West. And again, a lot of that has to do with trauma. When I think of why churches were growing like they were growing in America, they were getting away from abusive ecclesiology or they were getting away from institution that was done in a totalitarian way. It's not just about how someone is reacting, they are reenacting an attachment style and an attachment story. We can really damage and injure people in our church, in our small groups, in our faith communities and discipleship relationships and so on. And I've got some videos that I really wanna do on abusive discipling and the the idea of disfellowshipping. These are two really hot button issues that I, I really look forward to diving into. My hope is that people are gonna continue to be curious about what it means to be in a Western dominant culture and how that affects how we look at attachment psychologically and scripturally.